Maybe don't know. Maybe don't know. This time, 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 What's up, everybody? I am your host, Chris Hampton. Welcome to episode 92 of the Power Company podcast, brought to you by PowerCompanyClimbing.com. It's been nearly two weeks since the last episode, and I am positive this is an addiction because I've started to feel a little bit frantic about getting an episode out. However, instead, I quieted that shit down, pushed it down, Recorded a Don't Call It a Comeback episode for the patrons, and then I went climbing. You're just going to have to be patient, because I'm going to be doing more of that. That said, I have been readying a few episodes uh, so that they're ready to go, and you know, I know your patience only goes so far. Mine too. Um, So I'm not going to keep either of us waiting. Uh, Today's guest, Acacia Young, is a registered dietitian, owner of ClimbHealthy.com which you can find a link to in your show notes. And she is a climber that I've worked with for quite some time. And frankly, I find it a little bit concerning how excited she is to talk about gut health. Um, But it made for a strangely fun and informative conversation, which was perfect because we actually met up during the craziness of OR last summer, and Acacia only had a really short window, so we literally sat down in Mad Rock's shoe closet, and uh, you'll hear people coming in and out during the episode. All right, let's just do this. Maybe don't know. Maybe don't. This time, this time, and that's usually because you've been ignoring a bunch of other signs along the way, and so finally your body is like, that's it, I'm just going to light everything on fire. Like... <laughs> In three, two, one. Come on in. Yeah, so gut health is really important because really your immune system, like they say 70 to 80% of your immune system resides resides in your gut. So the reason that it's so crucial is that it's pretty much the gateway to your health. So if you have a dysbiotic gut, that just means you have an imbalance in your gut bacteria, then you're going to see a lot of issues. The reason that's important for climbers is a climbers are human beings. So they've got a bunch of conditions going on. Like just in the climbing community, I know people with rheumatoid arthritis. I know people with who had Lyme's disease. I know people who have got gut issues and a lot of climbers travel. And so traveling is a big thing that can disrupt your gut microbiome. Sure. So it's definitely something that when I started Climb Healthy, it was like, okay, well, you know, I I know people care about how they can eat to perform better, but eventually my goal was, but then I'm going to give them what they need to hear after they hear what they want to hear, you know? But then what actually happened was, companies different companies started paying me to write those articles for them and so then i was like oh well i don't really have time to write this for my blog for free anymore (laughs) so i'm just gonna do these for other people yeah but yeah that's kind of the reason why gut health is so important so 
is there something that we do that makes our gut health worse? Is it the food we eat? Is it just something normal that happens that we need to mitigate? I mean, yeah, there's a lot of things. I mean, a eating is like the most, uh, dangerous thing that we do to our gut on a daily basis and we do it multiple times a day so and oftentimes with really shitty yeah with like really inflammatory foods because it's convenient you know our lives revolve around convenience um or because we think we've narrowed it down to oh it's just calories in calories out and i need to eat this many carbohydrates and this much fat and and that's how we're going to break it down when you know that is one way to look at it but that's kind of missing the whole view of how your body functions and how it uses energy. So eating is a big one. Um, The types of food we eat, when we eat it, how often we eat it, that kind of thing can play a huge role in um, your gut health. But then also what we take, you know, so like a lot of climbers, we get injured all the time. And so we'll take NSAIDs, we'll take some ibuprofen and we'll We'll try to reduce that inflammation, but what NSAIDs are actually doing is damaging the lining of the gut. So though we're treating our symptom of pain, we're then making our gut health worse and worse. Um, Once once we've damaged that lining, is there a way to fix it? Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. You can fix it with certain nutrients. Um, You can fix it with your lifestyle. Um, You can fix it with supplements like effective probiotics. We'll get into the difference between a shitty probiotic and a good probiotic, but um, NSAIDs are a really big thing, as is alcohol. So okay. climbers love their alcohol, yeah. but that's also damaging to the lining of your gut. Um, and so that's why, I mean, I personally don't drink because I do have an autoimmune disease that um, basically inhibits my platelets from functioning properly. Mm-hmm. So alcohol is something that exacerbates that. So I personally choose to just not really drink alcohol. Sure. And in my opinion, that's what college is for. So I don't really see the need to like, you know, go back into that world because like I lived that life and it was great. Um, But yeah, so food, um, NSAIDs, you know, so like pain relievers, alcohol, and then lack of sleep. So there's a lot of lifestyle, dietary things that we do to our gut that's really damaging. Um, But the good news is you can mitigate it. It's just something you have to work on daily, weekly, is something you have to pay attention to. So, you know, I know probiotics. I know you can, I know some people drink kombucha because it's mm-hmm. good for gut health. Yogurt is supposedly good for, for gut health. But how do we know what's enough, what's too much, what's good? Mm-hmm. So the world of probiotics is pretty much right now on the brink of changing. The way that we've always viewed probiotics has been through the gut reseeding model. So the theory was, okay, you get your blueprint from mom when you're born, you pass through the vaginal canal, um, and that's how you get your seed. And so that goes through, that absorbs through your skin, you're born with a pretty permeable gut. And so that's how you get the bacteria in your gut microbiome from birth. So the idea was, okay, humans have really high um, amounts of lactobacillus and bifidobacter in their gut. These are good bacteria for them. Why don't we try to just reseed the gut? So we'll put, that's why if you look at any probiotic on the market, you look at your kefir, you look at your kombucha, you look at your fermented foods, you look at the Danon, you know, the Activia, whatever it is. Right. They might have different levels of billions 
you know, of CFUs, but they've all got some type of lactobacillus or some bifidobacter with a couple of them that have streptococcus in there. But they're all pretty much the same. All those words sound crazy when you say them <laughs> together, by the way. Yeah, they're going to take over the world. They're like scary little beings. No, bacteria are actually like really kind of creepy. Like the So there's another group of probiotics that are called bacillus-based spore, uh, spore biotics, but probiotics, but um, they create an endospore around themselves. And so that allows them to survive through digestion. Which just is, like a little armor around yeah, them? Yeah, yeah, they just have like this little impenetrable shell that protects them from digestion, which most, like lactobacillus and bifidobacter probiotics aren't really designed to survive through digestion, which is why they generally don't work for people. Um, but what's so crazy is the spores have the ability to do something called quorum sensing. And so they can actually just as their little weird bacterial beings just be like, oh, I sense you over there. And <laughs> you're a bacteria that doesn't belong here because you're an opportunistic pathogen. And I'm now going to create my own antimicrobials to bring you under control. You, they kind you of, love this shit, don't it's you? It's so weird. It's so cool. I'm like, that really sounds like sci-fi. You're so but excited it's like talking factual. about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love it. So I'm like, if people would just pay me to talk about gut health for the rest of my life, I'd be <laughs> so jazzed. So jazzed. I like wouldn't look for a new job ever again. No, it's my favorite. So should we be taking probiotics or should we be getting them in our diet normally? Yeah. So this is kind of the a little bit of a conundrum, right? Because so I'm a dietitian. We're told, get everything from your diet. Right. Back in the day, our ancestors would have gotten <clears throat> probiotics naturally from their diet. They wouldn't have had to take, you know, they're not, they weren't drinking kombucha. They weren't right, making right. kefir. Like, they weren't popping pills. They were just eating food out of the ground. And then they were also eating animals and they were eating their intestines. So that's how they were getting oh, a lot of their bacteria. Okay. But then also the soil was rich in these bacillus um, bacteria and so that's how they were naturally surviving through the gut bacillus is a transient species so it stays in the gut for about 28 days and then it passes through so you don't really have to worry about an overgrowth um, occurring any type of gut infection like that and they're not pathogens in the sense that they're ever going to turn on the host so their whole role in the body gotcha. is to just really protect you yeah um and basically those are nice bacteria tutor, yeah they're good they're basically there to tutor your immune system which oftentimes i with a lot of the clients that i've seen a lot of people just have really immature immune systems sure you know so yeah. like the old way of looking at autoimmune disease was oh it's hyperactive it's too strong we need to suppress it but the newer understanding is kind of more like it's just immature it's this whole army that's got all of this ammunition and weapons and people and manpower, but it doesn't know what to do with any of it. So it right. just attacks everything that it comes into contact with. And do we, do we somehow sort of suppress our immune systems and keep them immature by what we're doing? Like yeah, our lifestyles? Yeah. Like I mentioned, um, you know, lack of sleep, you're not giving right, your body right. the chance to kind of recover. Um, and yeah, you're fine. Yeah. Come on in. <laughs> good times yeah good times at OR <laughs> um, okay so th what was the question again sorry I got distracted um, do, or is something we're doing keeping our immune systems immature not oh, letting them oh yeah, yeah 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 okay so by eating a bunch of inflammatory foods all the time and not recognizing 
when our body is reacting to those foods because each person is different. You know, like you can say these are the most common inflammatory foods, right. but that might not necessarily be something that your body reacts sure, to. Sure, sure. So, a really good thing to do is an elimination diet. Yep. Whole30 is probably one of the most popular, but it's like a really intense, yep. <laughs> very serious. Totally. Yeah, no <laughs> so way. So some I people do that. find it too intimidating. They never want to try it. Yep. Um, you can totally water it down and just pick like five foods and be like, okay, I'm going to avoid these five foods for two weeks. Give my body a break. A, see how I feel after yeah. those two weeks. B, reintroduce them in an isolated manner so that I can pinpoint if any of them are causing a problem, they may or may not. But the more you know about which foods are causing those triggers for you, the more yep. you can avoid them. And then that's lessening the load that you're putting on your immune system of things to attack. Because until you tutor it on like, hey, this is the difference between an actual antigen and just like a neutral particle you know, right. floating around. This is a nutrient. It's fine. I need it. I'm going to eat it. Um, then it's just going to attack kind of anything that gets into the bloodstream that doesn't belong there. Well, you're saying that we should do this elimination diet and see how we feel, but what are we looking for feeling-wise? Like if we've yeah. lived our whole lives with these shitty diets and right. not enough sleep, it just feels normal. Totally. You know? Totally. Yeah, so it could be... It totally ranges. You know, it might be your energy levels. Like if you cannot make it through a day without three cups of coffee, try cutting out coffee along with a couple of other foods. See how your energy levels do. Um, the first couple of days, it's going to be hard because you're going to be transitioning, sure. right? Yeah, yeah. But if after 10 days, suddenly you don't need coffee to make it alive through the day, yep. then that's a good sign, you know? So paying attention to your energy levels, paying attention to your bowel movements, um, paying attention to if you get headaches all the time, but they're not necessarily migraines, but sure. that's just normal for you. And you think, yep. oh, well, that's just my afternoon headache. You know, yep. you kind of just want to take note of how you're feeling every day. Just check in like, hey, am I still achy all over? Do all my joints hurt? Am I stiff? Yep. Oh, my neck pain's gone. Okay, cool. Um, could be your mood as well. So sure. there's a big connection between gut health and mood. So if you're like, hey, I don't feel like I'm bouncing all over the wall <laughs> in terms of my happiness and depression. That's yep. a good thing too. If you don't feel as anxious about everything that goes on in your life, that's another good sign. So it can definitely be all over the place and it totally depends on the person. Yeah. So we're basically just looking for things to improve. Yeah, like, absolutely. Do this elimination if something improves, then great. Yeah. And take you note know? of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. Because that's the other thing um, that a lot of people get kind of bogged down with is if you're doing an elimination diet or say you've done a food sensitivity test, which isn't even like the most accurate thing to do, even if you've determined that you have some type of food sensitivity, yeah, that's just a symptom of having dysfunction in your gut. So that's going to go away. I mean, that's not like, okay, now for the rest of your life, you have right, to deal with right. this. Now, you get a lot of flack if you say that, and people are like, but if you have celiac disease, that's different. That's not a food sensitivity. Right, that's, that's a, an actual that's an intolerance. Actual condition. Yeah, yeah, which means you're lacking an enzyme to break it down. So obviously, I'm not condoning. <laughs> like, sure. Oh, well, yeah, <laughs> it'll just go away, so just keep trying it. I mean, yeah. especially if you have a true food allergy. Um, right. They do say that allergies will go away after about like seven years hmm. um, just because your basically your immune system's memory will start to reset. You know, it'll turn over. Interesting. Um, 
so that's also something that's not really for life. And that's why a lot of kids can grow out of it pretty frequently. Yeah. Um, and they just pop up. Yeah. At random times. Yeah. Like, They'll just pop up. I was never allergic to this before. Now all of a mm-hmm. sudden I am. Yeah. Yeah. And that's usually like because you've been ignoring a bunch of other signs sure. along the way. Yep. And so finally your body is like, that's it. I'm just going to light everything on fire. Like, <laughs> you yep. ate this food and like, we're going to go into anaphylactic shock yeah. in three, two, one. And you're, you're not like, listening. What so happened to me? This. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. I think, you know, so much of this comes down to, it sounds like you're saying and other people I've talked to listen to your body and pay mm-hmm. attention to what's going on. Yeah. You know, what are the signs that we can know that we have a gut health issue? Mm-hmm. Like that we really need to start paying attention to it. Because it's something that I'm like, you know, oh my gut's fine. I don't need to even worry about it. Yeah. But maybe I do. I don't really know. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a common misconception that if you don't have any digestive problems, then you don't have any gut health problems right right? if people are like oh no i can eat food and i don't get an upset stomach and i don't get bloated and i'm not constipated for three days and like my stools are formed and like everything's good i'm good don't have gas you know like i don't have any i don't have any reflux so i must not have any gut health problems um and so that might mean that your gut is functioning well and that's good but it could show up as you know you may not be sleeping well you may wake up all the time in your sleep. You yep. may grind your teeth in your sleep. That's actually like a hallmark symptom of having a parasite, which mm. people get really freaked out about, but they're really common, especially if you travel out of the country, you drink the water from the other country, you eat the food made in another country. It's super easy to get a parasite. Right. Um, and so parasites will lay dormant during the day and then at night they kind of wake up and then they release their neurotransmitters that can cause anxiety basically and so while you're sleeping the only way that that really manifests is grinding your teeth because you're not really awake to do anything um so paying attention to your sleep cycle and your quality of sleep Mm -hmm. um what kind of foods you're eating you know are you eating a variety of foods or do you just eat the same packaged you know store-bought really convenient foods all the time yeah um do you have headaches do you have to rely on caffeine um what are some other? Some other well, now problems. I'm all nervous that I have six or seven parasites <laughs> living in my gut, and I'm about to go just drink kombucha for the next 18 days. So, <laughs> how do I know what's good and what's bad in terms of these probiotics? Right. Because since it is trending, they're everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh yeah. So okay. When it comes to most probiotics on the market, like actual probiotic supplements, yeah, just about everything you can get. If you look at the label and it's got lactobacillus and bifidobacter in it, in my opinion, it's worthless. It's just going to die as you digest it. It can't survive without oxygen. It's not going to get a whole bunch of oxygen chilling out in your gut. And then it's not. It's going to have to compete with trillions of other bacteria to colonize. So... It's not really going to help. And if it does help, because sometimes dead bacterial debris can stimulate the immune system, if it does help, to me, that's a sign that you have a super, super damaged gut. Right. And you need, you definitely need a functional probiotic. So in my opinion, the spore-based probiotics, the bacillus strains, those are the ones that are going to help because they're designed to survive through your gut. 
they're designed to not necessarily colonize because they do pass through after 28 days, but they're really, really strong. You know, people get afraid of spores because they think of mold spores. Sure. Because those are bad spores, but then you've got good spores. Well, all and of so, this freaks me out. So. <laughs> right. They're like invisible and yeah. <laughs> just living living our lives for us. Um, but having good spores on your side, they're really strong. So they're going to compete. So they're going to basically elbow out of the way any other pathogens that are in your gut. And they're basically the general of your immune system army. And so right. they're really going to come in, whip everything into shape um, and then go, okay, we're good. And then they'll pass through. And so if you're taking those on a frequent basis, and there's a couple different brands of those that I can um, give you links to. Like if you do see a practitioner, there's one called Megaspore Biotic. Uh -huh. um, if you don't have a practitioner, that one's only available through a practitioner. Sure, but there's sure. also Just Thrive. You can get on Amazon. There's one called an Aura Probiotic by a brand called Silverfern. And can um, we not get any of these functional probiotics out of foods kombucha or fermented foods or kombucha won't really have it there i've seen some kombuchas that have like one strain of bacillus um it's like bacillus coagulans gb30 which isn't one of the best it's not the best version of b um, coagulans but it's better than lactobacillus bifidobacter right the reason why we don't get those in our diet naturally is just because the food supply has gotten so obsessed with um sterilizing everything and making synthetic sure sure you know so we've just used and not freaking everybody soil. out right yeah right so ideally and of course in the past you would have been able to get that from the diet because you would eat a carrot and it would have dirt on it and bacillus sure. though it's not a, a soil based organism um it can survive in the environment because um, they're very resilient again because of their shell so they're resistant to heat this like is all so crazy. 400 degrees. So they're shelf stable. So you don't have to refrigerate them. My thing is like, if you have to refrigerate any probiotic. It's not going to survive. How is it going to survive? Right. In 98 degrees. That's if it, a, if that's it a really dies good point. I at room temperature. <laughs> like, yeah. Why, why are you preserving it for? So right. that it can die slower, you know? <laughs> like, right. Right. It doesn't make sense. We and totally then, need an animation of all this. Yeah, we do. But then the other thing is if you think about shipping, like if you're buying it from a store, did they ship it right. refrigerated? Most of the time they don't. I've right. been to stores and they're like, yeah, we, well, we're confused about that because when they ship them to us, they're not on ice because that's super expensive. Sure. People, I mean, the companies that do have refrigerated probiotics, they'll charge practitioners an extra $50 of shipping so they can ship it on ice. Right. And they're like, and it, you have to be there to accept the package when we ship it. Like, you can't be out of town for a day. Right. Because they'll die. Like, well, what good is that? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Super interesting. I, I, I wish I knew how to make animations because I feel I like know. this would be so easy to understand if we I had know. all these little bacteria guys like, beep, boop, and, boop, boop, boop. and helmets and, <laughs> yeah. you know, totally. Little tiny swords. Yeah, but it makes sense when you explain it better yeah. than I've ever heard it yeah. explained. You know, <laughs> it's a it's complicated, and people are just always trying to push things at you. Like, you need this, you need this, yeah, you need this. Exactly. How much of it do we really need? Right. You know, right. how much should we be taking? How often? What should we? What should it look like ideally for most people? Just in um, general. So ideally, I would say bare minimum would be taking a spore based probiotic. 
it, so the thing with the spore-based probiotics that's cool is once you take it for a couple of months, you pretty much have your um, colony going mm-hmm. and you can start tapering down to more of a maintenance dose. So you're not taking it every single day. I like that. I don't like people who are like, yes, this is a solution and you right. need it every day right. for the rest of your life. Yeah. You know? And yeah. you're like, hmm, that seems like a great marketing scheme for you. <laughs> um, so with these, you can taper down to where maybe you just take it on the weekends but you've stayed on top of it um, and you're paying attention to your lifestyle. You know, you're sleeping, you're getting, you're shooting for eight hours of sleep. You're trying to eat Mm -hmm. real food and not as much packaged stuff. Um, You're trying to get your sugar sweet tooth under control, you know, because that's basically a symptom of having a fungal overgrowth. Um, But I feel like you're not just talking to me. You're talking directly at me. Like, (laughs) Like, these are things you need to do, Chris. This is, I know your life. Yeah. I have ESPN. Do you remember that? And Mean totally. Girls. When you're, when you're staring at me and your eyebrows are doing that, I feel like I just, I've done it all wrong my whole life. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, I would say ideally, you know, you're controlling, um, I know everyone's going to hate this, but like controlling how much alcohol you're drinking. Sure. Maybe I think, saving it I for celebratory yeah. events. Um, you're getting to bed at a reasonable hour and you're sleeping through the night and not waking up constantly. Um, and you're really treating your food as a, as like a way to love your gut. You know, a lot Mm. of people eat out of fear, um, or out of control, you know? And so they're like, Oh, they're like, Oh, um, you know, I can't eat that because I'll, then I'll get fat. Right, or I can't right. eat that because then I'll break out. When really the mindset should be, I don't want to eat that because I'll it'll hurt my gut yeah. and then I'll feel I don't you know, feel good shitty. And, and instead, I want to eat these foods because I know then I'll feel good. Hmm. Um, the other thing that they found, which was really shocking and kind of scary, is that a really inflammatory meal can have lasting effects in your microbiome for up to 14 days. Wow. And I don't know how they determine that, but that is and we really And we eat these things daily, so... Yeah, or we have like a cheat day once a week when like, yeah. really that's adding up to two weeks. <laughs> you right, know? right. Um, mm. but yeah, so I would say ideally, if you know you have a gut health issue, obviously treat that. There are ways you can treat it. There are things that you can be taking to help seal up the lining of your gut. Um, Colostrum powder is really good for that. Glutamine is also good for that. Um, So like really what's good is that for climbers, if you're taking your protein shakes and they've got all your good amino acids in them, you're probably getting a lot of what you need, you know? So most protein powders have got proline or glutamine in them. Those are very gut healing. Um, taking colostrum powder or immunoglobulin powder, which is really just um, a component of breast milk, you know, so it does Mm -hmm. come from dairy, but it's just the antibodies. And so they've found that the antibodies can actually go in and like fill in the little gaps that have get, they get torn apart in your gut. Sure. Um, So basically they'll fill in the broken um, tight junctions. So that's a really healing thing to do for the gut. Um, And then, yeah, I would say those are the easiest, you know, baseline things to do. That's not, it's not too crazy. You're not popping 12 pills every day. I think that's a good place to start for people, you know, and 
but I know you have to get going because you're, you're scheduled here at the booth. Um, I'm going to get a bunch of links from you. Yeah, and totally. Put them up on the blog when I put this out and yeah. how can people still reach out to you for yeah, work? Definitely. How, is, how do they get a hold of you yeah um so on my climb healthy site they can get my email there it's just acacia at climbhealthy.com um i do read those emails just frequently <laughs> i've only been getting like spam emails right like, acacia, right do you have room for ad space acacia did right. you know that you could market oh i know acacia, the feeling would yeah. you want to post would you want to change this post that you have to include this post that we have so that right. you can backlink and i'm I just get like that shit oh my all god i'm so tired of you yeah. so just ignore them but if you're a real person and you email me with a real question i do get back to you awesome um so they can do that you can message me on instagram um, at Memoirs of Acacia, whatever. Cool. I'm pretty responsive. All right. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you hiding in the closet with yeah, me totally. here. It's been fun. <laughs> yeah, we'll do some more of these, not hiding in a closet sometime. Yeah, definitely. All right. And you're headed back to. I'm headed back. Blander today. Yeah. Okay. ASAP. Well, that's not a long so. drive, right? It was like four hours. No, it's okay. it's easy. Okay, good. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, thanks for meeting up with me. It was yeah. Just fun. I'm I appreciate glad we this did a little time. mini sesh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks. Bye. Who knew gut health could seem so fun? Um, I certainly didn't. Uh, first off, thanks to Acacia for taking the time to sit down in a closet with me and fit this in during a crazy, as always, outdoor retailer. Um, in the spirit of full dis- disclosure, Acacia wanted me to let you know that at the time of our conversation, she was a freelance copywriter for Microbiome Labs, the makers of Megaspore Biotic. She's now the director of scientific affairs over there. Um, and those are some of her recommendations, but just like me, she, you know, she recommends products that she believes in. Um, and congrats on the new job and very official title, director of scientific affairs. Sounds pretty cool. Uh, You can find links to Acacia's Instagram and website in your show notes, as well as links to some of her probiotic recommendations. As for me, I've got a ton of work to do, so I'm out. Clients to train, ebooks to write, podcasts to edit, plans to discuss with Lana, who is keeping me on my toes over here. And, you know, every day I'm surprised that this thing keeps growing. And for that, I am incredibly grateful for all of you. Um, Keep spreading the word. Tell your friends, your enemies, your therapist. Tell everybody. Tell them they can find us at powercompanyclimbing.com, on the Facebooks, on the Instagrams, and the Pinterests. And feel free to tell your enemies they can find us on the Twitters. They'll go crazy searching because we don't tweet. We scream like eagles. This time, 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 this